0: Today, I invite you out to a great meal, a dinner with one of the absolute greats, one of the creators of Wolverine, the, the artist with one of the longest runs, if not the longest run on the Incredible Hulk ever, G.I. Joe, Godzilla, Shogun Warriors, Indiana Jones, just what didn't Herb Trimpy draw and draw magnificently? Over the course of 2013 and 2014, we had some amazing dinners. I finally got to meet one of my idols. We we got a lot of stuff off our chest, and, and I'm going to share it all with you today on an all-new episode of Observations. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Rob Observations. I am your host, Rob Leifeld. I have been making comics, writing comics, drawing comics for 38 years. This is my, my, my area of passion and expertise, if 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 ever there was one. And, and this podcast exists for us to talk about the proliferation of comic books and comic book su- superheroes as they have dominated the culture. And and from my childhood, when I was seven years old, 1974, grabbing comic books off those spinner racks, watching this industry grow and expand and become the behemoth that it is uh, today. Often I am able to share the incredible people, the talents, uh, people who have made the comic books, some some people who have made the comic book movies and shows. And today I'm going to share with you one of my favorite encounters one of my absolute favorite experiences across a series of dinners that I had with this outstanding man, uh, an outstanding man who, who happens to no longer be with us. He passed away in 2015, which is really just a year after we, we, we started to get to know each other and share all these different dinners, but he is a Titan of the comics industry. His, his work continues to, to influence and, and affect uh, comic book Comic book fans and, and and people who don't even understand how important he is to the entire kind of comic book uh, universe, the firmament of, of 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 comic books. That is the one and only Herb Trimpy. Herb did the longest running or one of the longest running uh, runs of Hulk uh, that that is ever. Been done by any artist over eighty issues, almost ninety covers. He, he had he had an almost unbroken run of seven straight years on the Incredible Hulk in the Silver Age of comics. This is what created Herb's giant footprint in the comic book industry. He uh, covers interiors, incredible uh, embellishers like John Severin, Jack Abel. This is the Hulk. That was being produced when I was buying comic books. The character that that he was becoming even more so identified with uh just just prior to his passing, you are know, like well, he was always identified with him. Herb had come back out, uh, probably doing the comic book convention circuit in a way that was as aggressive as he had ever done it in the years right before his passing. And given that he did all these issues with the Hulk, of course, he did Hulk 180. Hulk 181, part of that giant stretch. I think he goes to Hulk 193, uh, st- starting literally Hulk one, 106. Then there's a break, like he he doesn't do Hulk 143, 144, but then he starts back up again with 145. I mean, it's like it's like 36, 37 issues on one end, and and 45, 47 issues on the other. Again, add in some some covers, some some covers to some annuals. Herb was synonymous with the Incredible Hulk. And so in those issues, 180, 181, you meet the character that he is most famously associated with now, which is Wolverine. And Lord knows we have discussed Wolverine on this show time and time again. He is arguably right alongside Spider-Man, Marvel's biggest, most popular character, especially of the last 40 years. Herb drew the intro issues that introduced you to, to Wolverine as he battled Hulk and he battled the Wendigo. And those issues continue to just skyrocket in value and in desire. Who doesn't want the first appearance of Wolverine? Well, when you get it, and, and there have been umpteen reprints, special editions, Marvel keeps that in, in constant circulation in different editions. There was literally just, I believe, a chromium cover edition that came out this past summer. So, so Herb's work is is out there in in, in literally in, in perpetuity, given the incredible contributions he did to one of the most important characters, which is the Hulk, uh, and certainly Marvel informed me in the '70s and the '80s it was between Hulk and Spider Man who was the top character for Marvel Comics, especially in the world of merchandising. In the world of merchandising, Hulk, and especially if you if you look back towards that incredible. Run that 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 was on CBS where the incredible show, the Incredible Hulk show, was on every Friday nights uh, with 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 an actor named Bill Bixby and of course Lou Ferrigno who was also out there on the convention circuit. Hulk was a giant uh, property merchandise. I mean, we're talking when you get to toothpastes and lunch, lunch boxes, what we used to call lunch pails. Uh, obviously, the T-shirts. I mean, Hulk was massive. Herb was drawing one of Marvel's top selling books for nearly an unbroken run for seven years and I was there I was part of that run I was picking those books up Hulk was battling Adam Warlock there was a character named Jarella. uh that powerful stories uh with, with, with that, that, that herb produced and and again uh the, the Adam Warlock issues that uh, the 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 wendigo the Hulk all of the great uh villains Hulk's Rogues gallery I mean they were synonymous with Herb. Herb had been on the book for so long. So when I enter into comics in, in, in 74, he's playing out the string, which is gonna, you know, run run into 193, but but Her Herb, Herb Trimpy then picks up and becomes the artist of Marvel's Godzilla series and i did a dedicated especially around the time of kong versus godzilla we did a podcast look it up it's in the back catalog marvel had the license to godzilla and if memory serves herb drew every single issue they only collected it as uh in one of their uh phone phone book what i call the the phone book essential editions black and white but it is there in all its glory herb did every single issue um Oh my gosh! The scale, the spectacle. There's a reason that Herb was working nonstop, and not only did he do Godzilla, and and and, and again, go listen to those Godzilla, uh, that Godzilla episode. It is so fascinating because Godzilla was battling the Avengers, the Fantastic Four, Shield. Nick Fury was on his literally on his tail the entire time, and even the aforementioned the Champions, which I did an episode uh, earlier this summer, tangled with Godzilla, all drawn by by Mister Herb Trimpe. And Herb then does a, does a series called the Shogun Warriors, which is also based on a giant uh, toy toy set that was coming out. I have the miniature editions of the Shogun Warriors. Uh, Mattel got the license. The Shogun Warriors had Dragon and Raider and Raidine, and they had just just an incredible. Giant robots, they had these metal miniatures, but they basically stood about 12, 14 inches tall in these giant boxes. They were in the department stores. They were in the, the, the Sears and, and, and department stores like that. Uh, there was one called Montgomery Ward. And and if, if you were a kid growing up, the toy department, the toy section at the department store was incredible. And, and there was a period where the Shogun Warriors were the big deal. Marvel did a run, a two-year run of the Shogun Warriors comic book. Who drew, who drew, I think, every issue, but one, Herb Trimpy. okay? You're also, maybe maybe you missed 180, 181 of Hulk, and you couldn't afford those. <laughs> well, a- a- and you were coming into your teens, or maybe you're 10 years old in the middle of the 80s, and Marvel got the license to G.I. Joe. Well, Herb Trimp was there for you too. Her- Herb Trimpy was there for you too. Now, you know, when I met him, I, I he told me it was Trimpy and not Trimpe, which is what I always thought. And I immediately identified because I have a name that is interpreted many different ways. Lafeld, Leifeld, Liefeld, <laughs> Um, Virtually no one ever tells me my name Leifeld back as as I believe it's just so obviously spelled. And I've, I've thought that th- since I was five years old. But then get a job where your name is part of a, uh, you know, a, a public fandom. And then you can hear it literally skewered, and butchered. And I think Herb was used to it as well. Shogun Warriors, uh, GI Joe, Godzilla, Hulk. These are my direct connections with Mister Mister Herb, and and I just bought each and everything that he did. And one of my most important books that I had him sign was he did a fill-in issue of Star Wars uh, with this spectacular. I believe it's a Dave Cockrum, uh Luke Skywalker cover, but Herb did the interior to Star Wars number 17. Herb was gainfully employed for the longest time, and we're going to talk about one of the maybe more disappointing times that came along in his career, but I need to set the stage so that you know who I'm talking about because I'm about to tell you about the most lovely, uh, gregarious man. What a personality, and, and for years I was terrified to meet him. I was absolutely and and my 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 son who was 14 years old at the time literally said prior to me meeting Herb, he said, "Dad, I've never seen you like this. You're you're legit nervous." And I said, "I am. I am. I'm. I'm I don't know how this is going to go because there 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 is a part of Herb's history that 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 I am intertwined with and inadvertently inadvertently so, but I just the great thing about these dinners with Herb is he helped me, uh, he helped clarify, clear up a- a- and explained certain things to me. So and really, so that I would not feel the nervousness and not feel as bad as I, as I did when I decided to approach him and, and, and see if I could make a connection with him. And again, just blown away by Herb. And, and so he was on, the convention circuit I told you he was hitting the convention circuit really hard in those in that 2013 2014 2015 uh range and uh, I, I literally cannot believe he's already gone when 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 news reached reached me that Herb had passed in in April of 2015 I was shattered because we as you're going to see there there was not just these dinners but there was a open line of correspondence and I'm sure, not sure that there's anybody who met and interacted with Herb that didn't just absolutely love him. He, he, it was hard not to, even just in, in passing, just fall in love like, so much like Jack Kirby. Just this sweet spirit, except, whoa, Herb is a big, towering guy, especially to a, a, sh- a short individual <laughs> like myself. Uh, not like Kirby, who is a dimin- diminutive like man, uh, shorter than me. If you're shorter than me, you know, I'm calling you diminutive. Okay, you're, you're you're I'm a short guy. You're a short guy. There was a song in the '70s called "Short People." I'm sure that that song would get canceled today if it was released. Just a little little side note. Yes, look it up. It, it'll surprise you. Um, Herb was was just a towering guy, but what a sweetheart! What an amazing individual! So my dinners with Herb exist only because of the amazing Comic Con. And those shows that were being thrown in Houston, in Phoenix, in Vegas. uh, Herb was on the same circuit uh, that year as I was. The promoter, Mr. Jimmy J, early on in in the Robservation's catalog, Jimmy was coming on, co-hosting some shows, co-piloting some shows. We had a really good time. I I am certain Jimmy will be back when his schedule uh, frees up. But those shows that Jimmy J put on, the amazing comic cons and, and, and Jimmy still has them in Vegas in Hawaii that they're, they're, they're coming out. They've been booming. Uh, his Vegas show returned uh, two years ago, just literally some, some incredible shows. And they always put a huge premium on some of the best and most relevant comic book creators. He really spotlighted comic book creators and Herb was on this circuit at the same time that myself and and George Perez and Jim Starlin, among others, were, were appearing. And here's the deal: the Herb Trimpy story, he goes strong for all these years, 20, 28 years at Marvel Comics. And then, you know, sadly, in in, in his uh in his 50s, Marvel has informs him that they're no longer going to have work for him. Now it's interesting because early in Herb's career, he was, he said he was, he was basically on a quota he had a certain, he had a salary and he had an amount of pages that he had to meet per week and anything that he went over and a, and beyond that he could voucher over and beyond. So it was like bonus overtime, but later he became a, a freelancer like so many of us. And in the nineties is when he was informed uh, that, that, Someone from Marvel, and and look, that was a different time for Marvel. That was like right around their bankruptcy period. And, and I'm not sure that they were as kind and as polite to him, whoever this person was, because it was generally probably one or two people. Uh, really not, I, I'd be hard-pressed to believe it's anyone who has been at the company in the last two decades. But Herb felt that they were, especially given his loyalty to the company, that they were rude and dismissive. And they let him go, and they said we no longer have any work for you. And let me tell you something: you're going to get to the part of this story where I'm going to share with you how incredibly flexible uh, Herb had been in in changing up his his style, his approach. And that is that 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 that's the part where where I'm going to have a, a a piece of this, and it's important because I don't. This isn't about me. This is about Herb. But we are connected, and it was part of what made me so nervous. And then, of course, in 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 a fashion that only he could do. He just he just melted all of that away, and he had some very kind words, and we're going to get to those later in our in our dinners. The thing that blew me the most away about Herb is <laughs> you have to understand, and and he 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 tells me this uh, when we start having these dinners. So look, I stand in line with my son, with my comics, my Shogun Warriors, my Star Wars, my Godzillas. No, I didn't bring a Hulk one eighty, 180, Hulk one eighty one. I just I I. Uh, I think I had one copy at the time that was uh, that was slabbed I was not gonna open it up and anyway I, I just I don't like and I don't have affection and love for herb just because of one special book which is incredibly special. he is listed as a, as, as one of the Wolverine like gambit like venom has many fathers and herb is legitimately one of those uh, with many fathers creators plural uh, of of Wolverine. And and deservedly so, as as you met him in stories that he illustrated. He drew the first appearances, and you know there, there there's there's supposedly Roy Thomas. I want a I want a character from Canada and Wolverine, and then then Len, Len Wein, and then John Romita Sr. does the sketch and hands it off, and then Herb draws the stories. But we have connections to these characters because of the stories. We have connections because of the stories beyond the covers and beyond the designs, and and. Uh, and so, so Herb is listed, rightfully so, because you read about Wolverine first in those epic Hulk issues. But again, my my affection for him went so so much further because he drew so many comic books that I loved as a kid, and that that I haven't even uh, put in that that Godzilla, Shogun Warriors, and and on the way to to GI Joe, he did a year of one of my favorite Marvel to- comics called the Defenders which had Hulk in it. So you had a natural, wow, Hulk, Herb is back drawing the Hulk. And he had this year long stint on the defenders, which has Dr. Strange and, 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 Namor, the Submariner. And what, what a killer comic, what amazing work, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pages poured out of, of Mr. Herb. And, and there's a character uh, that, 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 that you should know that was, that, that, that Herb created. And he, and, and he told me how incredibly proud he was how incredibly proud he was uh, of this character in particular because of, of the the, the fact that it shared his passion for aviation and because uh, it it was called the Phantom Eagle and I'd seen Phantom Eagle. Okay. Who, who first appeared in 1968 and, 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 and he uh, co-created the Phantom Eagle with Gary Friedrich, who is a writer who I had many of his books Growing up, especially in the '70s, the early '80s, but Herb created the Phantom Eagle, a World War One flying hero, and, and and you would depict his adventures. Well, the thing that most people didn't know, and I didn't know uh, until Herb informed me that he was an avid aviator and he owned his own, uh, he owned his own 1939 Stearman biplane. It's one of those open cockpit biplanes. It it's like one like it looks like a, a crop duster, but it is one hundred percent two seater. You know, with the giant propeller in the front. And Herb not only owned it, but he was quite amazing at flying it. And, and 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 a bit a big dog in the comics industry wrote about how Herb took his his dad up in that plane and did all sorts of tricks and and loops. It's actually Jim Shooter. Jim Shooter writes. Uh, in nineteen, in the early nineties, uh, he knew that his dad would have the very best time if 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 Herb would take him up. Herb, Herb, I guess, offered trips in his plane to everybody all the time, and so he's telling me about this. And 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 Jim chronicled uh, the adventures with his th- that that Herb had taking his dad up. Uh, this is after Jim is no longer at Marvel, and right at the dawn of Valiant Valiant comics in the early nineties. And uh, Herb meets them at the airstrip, takes them out, takes him out on his, on his plane. And they do all manner of, uh, you know, basically like circus tricks, what they call the, 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 all these incredible tricks in his plane. So Herb was quite a talented individual, quite, quite an incredible uh, uh, accomplished, just way beyond He was accomplished way beyond comic books. And so he's telling me at this dinner in Houston, because that's where we first go to dinner. He is a guest along with myself in in, an amazing comic show in 2014. And I had my entire family there and I had walked over to, to greet Herb and we then, you know, struck up like, Hey, maybe we can grab, a bite later this weekend and i'm like fantastic i've got my comics my star wars 17 my shogun warriors i mean almost the entire run and he scribbles on them uh we said that we're gonna you know have this dinner and and he later you know tells me hey i'm gonna have dinner with my wife and then she's gonna go to sleep because she's tired And I said, well, I'm going to put my kids and my my wife's going to go to sleep and they're going to go down and I'll come down and meet you. And so we both in the restaurant that was adjacent, was part of the hotel that was adjacent to the Houston Convention Center in a back booth, Herb and I settled down and I had a quick bite to eat. And then we, Herb loved ice cream. He had his bowl of ice cream. I had my bowl of ice cream. It was the first of our about two hour, uh, four or five dinners that we'd have over the course of the next year. And so here's the deal Herb Herb style, which falls somewhere, you know, under the realm of, of, of in the, in the, in the, in the realm of, of Jack Kirby, but it's not, you would never like, you wouldn't, uh, you know, immediately misidentify a Kirby as a Trimp or Trimpy or a Trimpy as a Curb, a Kirby, but, but they're in that same, that same mold. And, and certainly Herb would tell you, he looked up to and admired Jack, but his, he had a style very unique and, and of its own. It just had that kind of uh, very, uh, the characters were very th- kind of thick, blocky, stocky, uh, stout, but no less dynamic. He had incredible dynamics. And flipping through any of Herb's book, he is a A++++ storyteller. The staging of the panels, the flow of the page, the design, just all the information he gives you, fantastic. And undersung, undersung is what an incredible uh, cover, cover artist, cover designer that that he is. And we'll, we'll try and cover some of that there, here at the end after, with maybe some Herb trimping notes at the at the end of this. But along with this seven year run of the Hulk, and then two years on Godzilla, almost two years Shogun, uh, Star Wars good solid year on the defenders and and this isn't even covering co- covering all the stuff that happened that came before you know the hulk he didn't just come to to being when he was on the hulk but that is his most prominent most dominant uh body of work even so much so that when then when herb uh passed that when herb passed away uh the 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 Hollywood Reporter spoke to Marvel Comics and got a quote. And uh, at the time, the editor-in-chief was Axel Alonso. And Axel Alonso said, to me, no artist is as synonymous with the Incredible Hulk as Herb Trimpey, who gave the Jade Giant a sense of pathos and scale that's at the bar for every artist that followed him. Like a Hulk punch, Trimpey's art exploded off the page. Comics has lost a giant. And, you know, in an in, in article covering... Uh, literally talking of the the excellence of of Herb's cover work, which again we'll we'll, we'll try and jump into. You know what he said? He, I think I think one of the things that is uh, that, that that is a great paragraph that is written here. He says uh, he says while Herb Trimpe has never ranked among the comics industry's glory boys. I considered him one of the finest cover artists. It is a special skill and quite a scarce one. And, and, and I think that's a great way to, to put, while well, he was never one of Hollywood's glory boys, okay, um, but just, just Herb was a, was, was again part of comic books and part of all of our shared experiences. But towards the end of, I'm going to explain my trepidation, my nervousness when it came to actually encountering Herb. And again, I'm standing in his line, a fellow, a peer, an accomplished peer, just like he is an accomplished peer, but I'm nervous. My kid knows I'm nervous. I've got these comics. And he stood up, just gave me these giant hugs. We we just ex- exchanged, I would say, what, what was beyond pleasantries, some genuine affection. We were meeting for the very first time for whatever reason. I did not see Herb in in the '90s. Any of the convention circuits. I think he was doing m- many more close to home, uh, in, in on on the Eastern Seaboard, and I just didn't see him. I just didn't connect with him. Now, again, part of the he, he did write an article that was published in the New York Times in the 2000s, and it talks about his stepping away from comic books, and that he eventually went on to be a uh, a a school teacher, he went back to college, he got his he finished getting his his degree, he, he he went and became even more accomplished. I'm I'm certain that his airplane uh played played into this on some level. But did you know that he, he was an ordained he, he became a chaplain and, and, and served as a chaplain during during nine eleven. He was on site for for weeks. So 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 this literally Herb Trimpe is, is like I I can say a far better man than I and a far better man than most. And again, he chronicled in a, you know, in an article in the New York times, it's called old superheroes never die. They join the real world. And it talks about his disappointments, his triumphs, his frustrations transitioning out of the comic book profession, which he was informed like we no longer have anything here for you. Uh, And he became a grad student, a public school teacher. He became an ordained deacon in the Episcopal Church. And again, on, on, on the site of 9-11, uh, served as as a volunteer chaplain at the World Trade Center after the 9-11 attacks. So, I mean, y- 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 this guy is just an amazing individual. He he in, just engulfs me with his, his generosity, his love, his warmth. And we sit at these dinners. And we start, again, in Houston, we sit down, we have this talk. And so right as X-Force, just to give you an idea, that in the early 90s, 1991, 92, right after X-Force launches and around the time Image Comics is launching, I start seeing some Herb Trimpe comics come out from Marvel. And again, I'm always buying Herb Trimpe comics. And Herb, I opened some of these books. Some of them feature the Fantastic Four. And they were incorporating a Rob Liefeld uh, aesthetic. They they looked like someone who was attempting to do a, a style of art that I was doing. And I had to do a double take because it was so much a departure of, of what Herb gave the audience, whether it was his incredible Hulk run, his incredible, incredible Hulk run, all the other titles that I mentioned you, Defenders, Star Wars, G.I. Joe, and I, 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 I looked at it again and I looked at it again. And here's the deal. I was only just figuring out my style at the time. And there were a couple people who had informed me that they were starting to do the quote unquote Liefeld style in order to get more work up, up at Marvel. Younger guys, far younger than, than uh, Herb. But when I saw Herb did it, I didn't know how to react. And certainly, let me clear up. This is not like, how dare he? Uh, draw like me draw like a, a young buck who was still figuring his wor- his own work I was terrified that herb had been told specifically to change your style and to draw like this and and that's the only way we're going to utilize you and again he did a number of different stories uh, and 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 implemented I, I would say very uh, I, when people would look at it it was obvious that there was a life held Uh, bend to this art and and when i tell you that my heart sunk i am telling you the guys at extreme studios they can tell you my heart sank because i'm like oh my gosh is herb being told is he being basically told on the other side of the desk by whatever marvel executives there are hey man there's only one way we can give you work and that's if that's if you do a style in this vein in this realm like i said there were people who were doing this look to be honest at uh amazing comic-con twenty. 15 or 16, it was one of those two, in Phoenix, I listened to Greg Capullo at, on his panel say that he was told to draw like Rob Liefeld. And, and then he said that he didn't respond. He didn't like hearing that. So they said, look, look, just draw like extreme. Make it extreme, quote unquote, which was like then became code word. So you guys, I've heard people from, you know, from stages in their own panels in the audience tell people this. So... But Greg was young at the time. He was even—he was probably slightly older than I was, breaking into the business. But still, nowhere near the seasoned veteran that someone like Herb would be. So I uh, I, was—I always kind of carried a little shame with me because I felt like, ah, crap—that they're—they're—they're—they're telling this incredible veteran, and I think it was not something that only I was feeling. Another herb superfan. fan I, I would have to say a level higher than myself is fellow image founder eric larson savage dragon spider-man's eric larson he he had work he commissioned work from herb uh, for savage dragon and, and and his and his entire issues of herb's original original art and uh i think he was one of those guys who was like what's going on here and and and, and thought they're making him draw like this. So again, just just another thing that I had to like feel like ah, just terrible about, especially given that that I was seen as the infant, you know, the, the the terrible infant, infant terrible, uh, the young guy who who, you know, was was tearing up the industry and 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 wouldn't listen to the the veterans and look, all this stuff paid off for me, okay? Don't get me wrong. But it, it I was terrified that someone who I truly adored and whose work i had purchased and and collected uh what was now being told to alter his style to draw like me in order to get work i had no firm confirmation on that but that was my fear that was my that 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 that's what my insecurity came from so i thought maybe while i'm standing in line being this herb fan with these comics he's gonna look up at me and go oh this guy this guy who who, who i was told to draw like so after we're just laughing and, and he's telling me about flying his his biplane and uh, all of the just incredible aspects of career of his career, I said, Herb, can I ask you something? Can I just come straight out and ask you? Because it's something that I've carried with me for a, a really long time. Is this is this guilt over this? And you, you guys like literally, it, it was it was this effusive response and says Rob no Rob look I'd been doing comics for a long time and when I got your work and I flipped through it he said I was in the Marvel offices and I said there's some there's some great excitement here there's some magic here I'm gonna try some of this I'm gonna incorporate some of this into my work and so I did a, a story and it was drawn in a style like yours, I was looking at your work, but I was looking at it to re-energize my own work. And Rob, editors, they did like it. And I did get more work, but I did it on my own. It was my, my it was my desire to uh to to kind of freshen up my own work, to freshen up my own work, and it worked. I booked more gigs in the next couple of years than I had in the five prior. And he was like, do not feel guilt over this. Do not carry this burden. Please understand that I truly, I, I had, I had a genuine admiration of your work, and you just there was so much energy coming off the page, man, and I just loved the lines you were putting down. So I tried to replicate them, and I and I and I got to I got to be honest. If he was selling me, and trust me, I have I have asked around, and I have not found a single, uh, any evidence. A single shred of evidence that would prove towards an editor who made him do that. Uh, I can understand if you're following X-Force and the artists that followed me on X-Force were told to emulate me because that's what people wanted from that book. But again, it was different with with Herb because he wasn't uh, drawing an issue of X-Force until, check this out, he was. So these dinners continue and he's telling me all all about all the different friendships and, and, and the different uh, experiences that he had. And the different approaches, and when he had to meet his deadline and do breakdowns, and the and the inks of 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 accomplished you know veterans such as the aforementioned John Severin and Jack Abel and all the different people that he got to work with, and I'm just drinking all these stories in and having such a great time. And this these dinners continue uh, again from from Houston to Phoenix, and and the great thing is. I get insights to some of his relationships because I had no idea that he had become such a close friend and had a, had this incredible friendship with Barry Windsor Smith who we you've known as the comic I mean as the Conan guy as uh, as as the X-Men guy I did earlier this year a a couple part episode with Barry Windsor Smith when he did this really uh v- v- very very raw interview with the comics uh, the Comics Journal, a magazine that, that was known for these long interviews where, where you would, could just speak your mind. We've done tons of them on this show. I have I have grabbed my own copies of The Comics Journal with incredible interviews by Frank Miller and John Byrne and Howard Chaikin and Barry Windsor-Smith. The, the Barry Windsor-Smith, Herb Trimpey connection to comic fans and to myself it, it, like specifically was at my second Comic-Con, uh, San Diego Comic-Con that I went to the the Marvel table and again these are just when I say Marvel table they had like a like a giant you know cork bulletin board behind them and that they would pin stuff on Mar- DC did the same nowhere near these giant extravagant layouts and setups that you see now on the floor of of New York Comic Con or San Diego Comic Con or any of the finer comic conventions they were just very basic the the these you know just long tables and 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 comic books and posters and preview material. That, that they had laid out the big book that they were pushing was walt simonson's arrival on on thor beta ray bill i believe that that was coming later in the summer even weeks from from this show in 83 uh 82 83 and they had xeroxes of a new machine man series but they had taken the credits off and they kept asking people who do you think this is and and the editor ralph macchio he was an editor at marvel comics he had been out there He had made the trip, got, got the, got the nice sunny vacation as Jim Shooter would describe in, in some of his journals, you know, um, how excited editors would be to get the trip out to San Diego for the week where they can go to the beach and they can do all the Southern California, uh, indulgences and super tan Ralph Macchio pushed it on me and my buddy. These 11 by 17 large copies of machine man, which was coming up later in the year. And he, uh, he tells, I think this is like my third, this is my third San Diego Comic-Con. Yeah, I'm just trying to sort them as I, as I tell you this. And I'm just going to give a, a, a slight uh, aside here. This is like Michael Jordan had his flu game. This is my sore throat game. I am been sucking on these lozenges to get through today's podcast because I think it's a combination of the weather, uh, the hot and the cold uh, with the cold inside with the air conditioning and the and, and the heat uh, of the outside, the late August always always super hot in southern california in august always has been my entire life and then a deadline that i'm chasing and just uh, just all the activities the summer probably catching up to me but i have i i am just that there is all these lozenge wrappers as I am doing this podcast today. So bear with me if my if my throat is extra scratchy, raspy, or if I'm a I'm a little low. I'm I'm doing the best to get this through. I would rather do this than to skip an episode. So that that there's my aside. That the lozenge episode, the the the, the throat lozenge episode, and uh, Ralph Macchio showed these 11 by 17. They probably had 20 25 pages from the first issue, and it was a style I could not. Like it looked like this brand new artist with the, the this this very specific line work, very specific rendering, and then the figures and the, uh, the 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 drawing did seem somewhat familiar, but the polish on top of it was was completely different. But it was great. It was detailed. It was the line work was very appealing, very commercial. But they they're like, yeah, this this is, this is a surprise. The, the 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 art team on this is a surprise. You'll find out as we get closer to releasing it. Well, it turns out Herb did this Machine Man uh, miniseries, and Barry and Windsor Smith, fresh off his kind of rebirth as a finer artist from his studio days and his prints and gore Blimey press uh, and his very different approach to inking and line work, he was doing the finishes over Herb, and they really merged into this brand new style that wasn't quite Herb and wasn't quite Barry. But it was phenomenal. It was fantastic, and Herb had said, "Oh yeah, we did this because we we were buddies." And he also told me the sorrow that he had uh, experienced during that time, as as some professionals do that that they had grown apart in recent years. He had nothing but the kindest words to say, but he but he had said that uh, that whatever had happened, and they, they were clo- they lived close to each other in the neighborhood, according to Herb, but that he had said in 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 recent years. And if you read that Barry Windsor Smith article, Barry can be very sharp-tongued, and uh, and and uh, can, can be maybe a little little more aggressive. And Herb said, "No, we had to kind of like like take a break and 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 uh, and and j- just kind of get some distance because uh, I, he felt like the, the energy, the the, the the positive energy that used to flow through their friendship was wasn't there anymore." And I could tell Herb. I mean, you don't you don't serve. As 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 a as a chaplain on site at nine eleven with without compassion and kindness and, and and he had all of that as he was sharing just kind of all these different stories of his of his journey in comic books, but it was literally he would light up talking about the aviation and flying the plane and 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 why he created Phantom Eagle in the first place and 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 telling me of all those different uh, inspirations and so like. It was just the best time in these these, these dinners that we would um, you know find ourselves having and, and the great thing is that uh, is is it, I, I, I'm not really communicating just how popular Herb was on the floor of these shows. That 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 uh Herb had really when you, uh, my tables would sometimes be adjacent to his and with that Hulk kind of the, the the Hulk 180 181 just surge that was happening around this time as and you're and you're like well Rob Wolverine was always important but the CGC getting them in high grades having them signed all the different signature series was really kicking up in in a way that it hadn't before 2013 2014, 2015. And Herb was charging, you know, uh, 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 as as everyone was starting to do, uh, you know, uh, to, to sign your books. And also he would do these really nice remarks and he took a sketch list. And I'm telling you, I'd look up from my table and Herb had a good 20, 25 people standing in line to see him nonstop the entire show all the time. And I believe just the track that he was on. Now, Herb was 75 years old when he passed, but I believe had he... Uh, continued and lived that you would see Herb would have become one of, if not the biggest convention, the biggest draws at any single convention, and, and the, the the from from just Houston to Phoenix and beyond and all the different shows that I saw Herb at. The lines were growing, the interest was swelling, and it was awesome. This guy that that you know wrote this article about being basically told that. His, his theme in the New York Times article is that he felt that there was ageism, that ageism played a part in, in, in dismissing him in 1996 and saying, we don't have any more work for you. And and him going back and finishing his education and becoming a teacher. And and, and it was reported by, especially the comic book media and some of the outside press, is like, here's how terrible the comic book industry treats its elderly. And he had very salient points. And he even spoke of feelings of revenge that he still struggle with, struggles with. These are his own words that that Herb put put down in a very poignant, very meaningful uh, article that was published in the New York Times. You know, which chronicled his journey out of the comics industry and then kind of into this new existence. And there was resentments, and you know, I certainly regret not reaching out. I was in my own shell. I was coming out of the '90s and. And feeling very defensive, and and feeling very much like I just wanted to be sequestered uh, to myself. And I, I read, I I was reading an article with a musician uh, the other day, and he said the same thing. Like there's periods where you just shut yourself off. And as artists, we're just weird people. We're not. I, I don't feel normal. I tell my family all the time. I'm sorry that you don't have. A, <laughs> I'm sorry you don't have a normal dad. You have a weirdo artist with artistic temperaments. But seeing Herb. Knowing he was going to be at these shows, gathering my childhood books, getting him to sign them, compensating him. Um, I my only regret is that I didn't get something drawn by him that I don't have something that he drew in a sketchbook. But I'm gonna I'm gonna land this plane this and I'll say land this biplane uh, to to please Herb. Uh, we had opened up these lines of correspondence following these dinners. Where we would catch up and, 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 and talk about the comics industry and the people in the comics industry. Of course, we discussed Stanley and Jack Kirby and, of course, Barry Windsor Smith and inkers and editors. But I, I guess I really needed Herb to tell me, like, Rob, I did that on my own. And we had, you know, it's not something that I had put out there publicly. I had kind of quietly just been, you know, I, I did. I, I felt ashamed that someone as great as Herb would have been. Uh, asked to draw, like Rob Liefeld, and then to hear that he, like like so many of us, we see something we like it and we incorporate it. That that it came from an organic place. Boy, that that deburdened my soul. And so the last one of our last dinners, Herb said to me, Rob, I just want to make sure I have your address. I have something I, I want to send you. I have something special. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but you're going to get it in the next week or so. And imagine my surprise when a FedEx box, a big old FedEx box and it's heavy, arrives at my address in early 2015. And there's a beautiful note followed up by this beautiful email where Herb says, this is an inventory story that I was hired to draw for X-Force in 1994. And it never saw the light of day. It wasn't completed. Howard Mackey, is, is credited as the writer in the credits and it's the entire job. And he said, I just felt that you should have this, this, this should be yours. And I want you to have this. And I immediately contacted him and said, Herb, what do you think? And he's like, no, it's where it belongs. This work is where it belongs. And not only is it drawn in that kind of Herb semi Liefeld approach style. Uh, I mean, it's, it is, it's Shatterstar, it's Cable, it's Domino, it's Feral. It's X-Force and I have this entire job and I will continue to uh, speak to Marvel and to suggest to them that we move towards publishing this eventually with proceeds going to whatever charity, uh, which which it can be, uh, you know, one of the many charities that benefits benefits comic book creators and, and, and comic books is not short on, on any of those really cool, uh, you know, Organizations that have helped pay, you know, medical bills and 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 address people's health issues, and it's just going to take more time for me to ink it because I'm going to ink it, and I've inked several pages of it. But you want to talk about a gift? You want to talk about a gift? And it's uh, you know, if it was Youngblood, it would have happened, or if it was an extreme book, I would have I would have altered it in, in, in such a way that it could have happened already. But given that these characters are Marvel comics, it will, I will continue to go in my back and forth. And, and and look, nothing's going to happen until the book is completed, and then we can fast track it. And that's my hopes. That's that's my uh, that's my dreams. And then uh, that the art can go towards uh, charity as well. But having it published is, is is part of the first initiative in this. But Herb and his generosity, giving me this entire job, just literally was mind blowing. Knowing that it. Like I did not know it existed until I opened that box. He had not told me at any time that he was sitting on an entire unpublished penciled X-Force story, an, an entire issue, inventory issues for, for maybe some of those who, who, who aren't familiar with it because I do know from social media, there are certain slang for, that, that originated back in the silver, the bronze age, whatever. And, and and some of that stuff doesn't translate as well. An inventory issue was when an editor anticipated that there would be a deadline crunch on the book down the line and they were empowered to get inventory stories. The what if Wolverine had been an agent of shield was technically an inventory story. It wasn't slated for any specific issue. Jim Valentino and I lobbied the editor to let us do it. And because we did it and it was completed and it was sitting in a drawer, Scott Williams, when he was up at, at, in, in, in New York. And my editor said he was looking around for jobs to add to his schedule because he had openings that he, among all the other stuff that he saw in all the drawers, he saw the what if, and he said, "Hey, I'd like to do this." And upon Scott agreeing to ink it, now you know, now you're now Marvel is investing in the the writing and the penciling, and now the inking means we're greenlining it because so many of these stories, the these inventory stories, and I did one myself that I'm telling you about is once they commit to inks, it's like it's happening. It sits in a drawer in pencils. For an in case of emergency, because they don't want to put that money, they don't want to spend the additional inking and coloring and lettering funds on it, unless it really is necessary. They they invest in the story and the art, but not the finishes, which is why this job is not inked. Which is why no one was sent this job. That Herb handed the entire thing, and it is a great snapshot of the of of, of X Force circa 1993, 1994, and it is um. I'll share some of the pages as I as I share this podcast, but it is exciting to be able to have these pages and know that they existed. And what a shock you want to talk about an untold history of comics. This story is a piece of an untold history of comics. And there is no reason that this inventory story should not absolutely 100% see the light of day. And that is my mission that I will continue to pursue in the next year. But yeah, it was a big, just devastating, uh, piece of news to 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 digest along with the entire industry and of course his family and everyone uh that herb had passed in april of 2015 and and you know these dinners these these get-togethers uh at, at comic conventions the stories the laughs getting to know herb getting to really you know i mean the second time i saw him the hugs you know the, the, the affection, I mean, and, and Herb treated everybody this way. This is why everyone speaks of him with so much love. It goes so much beyond the you know seven-year run on the Hulk and all these other comic books that I've told you that he's produced. It's the man himself. And once you meet him, you love him. And so, of course, the industry continues to miss him to this day and his incredible contributions. And I am just honored that I was able to, really, in the last two years of his life, make that connection uh, really start a friendship, make a great new friend, which ended with this incredible package from, from Herb revealing this story and this history that I didn't know about. But my dinners with Herb were, were my brightest memories of that time period because I couldn't believe that I was meeting this li- living legend, you know, that this in- incredible influence on my work and, and someone whose work I never missed. There's literally not a Herb Trimby book that was published during this time that I did not purchase. He is everywhere in my comic collection. So to get to know him, to get to talk to him, to 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 uh become friends and then receive this tremendous gift. And then hopefully I can give back just a little today shining the light. A light back on the tremendous Herb Trumpy. I, I I I waited three years to tell you this story because I just didn't know how to interject it because I'm bringing with you, I'm telling you of my, you know, I I have to give you the burden of my own, like the stress that I felt like, is this a guy who's going to resent me? Who was told unless you draw like me. And so I carried that for years. You know, one of my idols, I, I, I didn't want to, to, to confront that maybe he had been told do this, but the enthusiasm that he brought to our entire dinner and the love that he poured out was just, it, it was magical. And I, I am so grateful to have had so many dinners with her. I'm going to end this portion of, of these memories by, uh, imagine again my surprise when earlier this year, it's March 10th, I'm ha- I have it right here. His son, Alexander S. Trim- Trimpy, reaches out and uh, contacts me. And he says, Hi, Rob. My dad was Herb Trimpey, comic book artist. Uh, Seeing your name on Facebook, I was reminded that, well, number one, hey, he most definitely swiped from you. And number two, he did it because he thought your stuff had the greatest energy. He compared you to Jack Kirby, which is the highest compliment, and which is why I am sending you this message. Uh, Because I would definitely like to know if I got that comparison. And from someone who was quite observant and not talking out of his, you know, what I responded and said, Alexander, I am just seeing this now. What a great honor it was to meet you. And it, uh, it, what a great honor it is to meet you. It was a tremendous honor to meet your father and to go out to several dinners with him from 2014 and 2015. And I list the shows. What a delight. I grew up buying everything he illustrated and he told me, uh, that he was trying out my style and, and that it wasn't forced on him as I had long feared. Um, what an incredible talent your father was. I loved her. Uh, he sent me an unfinished X X force job that I am slowly competing in hope in hope, completing in hopes that Marvel publishes it eventually. Thank you again for reaching out. Alex says, honestly, I did not know you, uh, you both knew each other or maybe I forgot. I'm so glad that he let you know this personally. Thank you for the kind words about my dad. That's interesting about the unfinished job. I feel that it rings a bell. Um, what a sweet, again, kind of way to wrap up that story. And, and uh, you know, sometimes definitely meet your heroes. It'll, it'll make your life, it'll make your year, your day, your month. And I just wanted to share today the, this incredible experience I had with one of my idols. The affection that grew out of it, and then this incredible, like unsolved, untold story, this entire X-Force inventory story that is in that is in my position, gifted to me out of nowhere by by Mr. Herb Trimpy himself. And uh when I when I I circle back here in a second, I'm gonna have a, a list, a checklist of things that I recommend that you check out that Herb did, because he was just that good. Some of the other titles that Herb Trimpe worked on that, that you should absolutely check out over his long his long uh, Marvel tenure: Godzilla, Shogun Warriors, GI Joe. He did some issues of Indiana Jones, along with that uh, Star Wars Star Wars number seventeen that is fantastic. He did NFL Super Pro. He did RoboCop, and he even did issues of the Planet of the Apes. He he really. Depicted almost every character in the Marvel stable, Captain America, the Fantastic Four, Iron Man, the Defenders, Ghost Rider. He did an excellent run early on. Uh, they were trying to find themselves with a sci-fi comic called Kill Raven, which, which was in a book called War of the World, which was kind of spin-off of this entire Martian invasion, uh, kind of public domain concept. But Marvel inserted their own character, Kill Raven, in there. He did Kill Raven. Those are great issues. He did West Coast Avengers. Obviously, the Machine Man series. Rawhide Kid, Sergeant Fury, Kazar, Ant-Man, Doctor Strange, Silver Surfer, the the characters that he is uh attributed with creating Phantom Eagle, uh the the uh w- along with he did some some Captain Britain with with uh with Chris Claremont. Just incredibly prolific and incredibly prolific talent the old superheroes never die. They join the real world was published in the New York times in 2000. Look it up. You can read it. It it is. I just didn't want to dwell on the sadness of what Herb experienced because like I said, towards the end, the lines were growing. The interest was there. And I have no doubt that Herb would go on to be a, like literally a dynamo. um, Because as his work was just being rediscovered that spotlight on Wolverine, I'm sorry, Hulk 180, 181 would only then extend to GI Joe, and then later everything and ev- everything he did, and and I, I believe he would have been one of the biggest, most impactful names in the business. In the 90s, he did work on Dark Horse, on B BPRD, War on Frogs. Again, he uh, he did more work on GI Joe with IDW. Uh, again, one, Savage Dragon 156 has an alternate cover, and he has a backup story in Savage Dragon number 200. He returned to draw the Hulk in an eight page backup story for King Size Hulk number one in 2008. Uh, again, if you can, you, you most likely have encountered his work and you didn't know it. He did the Mighty Thor annual number 16, Fantastic Four Unlimited number three. Uh, just an incredible, incredible town, and an even more incredible man. I mean the, the the story here. You know what? That, that's how we'll we'll wrap this up because it's such a fun story. This is uh, the the ride that he gave to to. Uh, this is from Jim Shooter's journal. Jim Shooter, former editor in chief, I believe one of the greatest, if not the greatest, editor in chief Marvel ever had. So many uh, accomplishments. I have n- a number of podcasts on Jim Shooter that you should check out if you're hearing me say his name for the first time in many episodes or ever at all. Go check check out in the library uh, in my library of of uh, in the catalog of episodes that we have. And uh, again, apologies for the the throat lozenge episode. The, the throat is just feeling it. Uh, this is called an airplane ride or three with Herb Trimpy. Herb Trimpy used to own a 1939 Stearman, which is an open cockpit biplane. When we worked together at Marvel, this is Jim Shooter writing this, he'd often invite me to come upstate where he lived to go for a ride. Even after the Marvel days, sometimes when we'd run into each other, I never got around to it. Always too busy. Let me tell you something about my my own father. He loved airplanes, all kinds. He used to build model airplanes, including radio-controlled ones. So during my early Valiant days, when he came to New York from our family home in suburban Pittsburgh... One of, the, one of only two times he made it to the Big Apple, I had this brilliant idea. Why not ask Herb Trippy to take him for a ride instead of me? I happened to have business up Herb's way anyway. I figured that my father could come with me and therefore we'd be in the neighborhood. This would have been in the early, in the early 90s, uh, late summer month of August. He says, uh, the only day we could make it was the day Herb was taking his daughter to college in Syracuse. That's about 140 miles from where he lived as the, as the crow or his biplane flies. He was already in for a long day, loading up the car, driving, moving daughter in and driving home too bad. It seemed like such a good idea, but Herb said, words, to the effect you meet me at the airport at eight o'clock. I'll be there. I think that day, my father and I, Bob Layton was also along with us. Barry Windsor Smith at his house was not too far away. Uh, Barry made us an excellent lunch and showed us his studio. He was incredibly nice to my father. Then we headed down to the little airport near Kirhonson. Kirhonson. If I'm saying it wrong, I apologize. We were a little we were there early. 8 p.m. came and went no herb. 8:30 came and went no herb. It was starting to get dark. We figured, well, it just didn't work out that day. Then a station wagon flying into the gravel parking lot sideways at about 90 miles an hour. Possibly a slight exaggeration on my part, but not much. Herb jumped out, said, words to the effect, come on, and he led us sprinting to the hangar. Time for niceties later on. Before you know it, old Pops was in the front seat, Herb was in the pilot seat, both wearing old-fashioned leather helmets, and they took off into the wild, ever-deepening blue yonder. I think they were out there for 30 minutes. When we landed and the plane came rolling up, my father's first words were, I want one. Later, he told me that Herb did all sorts of tricks, rolls, and loops, and such. Perfect. Herb managed to stretch the fading light long enough to take Bob up for a while and me up for a quick spin. He was conser- He was conservative with me. I think he believed because I had turned Herb down so many times, I must be afraid of flying. Nah, I went skydiving later on a couple of times, but that's a tale for another time. Anyway, thank you again, Herb, for providing a highlight reel adventure for my father. He spoke of it often and happily until he died eleven years later. Incredible, just incredible. Uh, do you know anybody? <laughs> do you know anybody else in the comics industry who can take you up in their biplane as the sun is setting on an August evening? Unbelievable, Herb Trimpy, Here is my hat. My 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 hat's off to you. My my tip of the glass. Uh, let, let's let's cheer this incredible man go and read his comics buy his comics, his collections uh, dive into the brilliance that was this man's work and I am so finally that I finally got to share my dinners with Herb with you and, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I hope you enjoyed I, I think I just emotionally it took me 300 plus episodes to get there but what a guy um, what an experience and I am just so glad that we became friends before he passed once again, I, I truly hope that you enjoyed this—this uh, this, me sharing this time with Herb as much as I enjoyed retelling it. Just what a tremendous gentleman! What a, a giant in in the comic book business. Look at all those characters. Look at look at all those contributions. So, you know, grab a Herb Trump book. You, you 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 can't do much better. Especially if it is one of any of those books that I've shared with you today, and uh, just uh, what 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 a guy C- can't can't stop talking about him for for a reason, and uh, just enjoyed finally putting this story uh, on on the podcast. You are always so generous, and have been for the last three years sharing your positive good vibes about the show, it really keeping me engaged in times when I thought, man. I, I got nothing left. I got nothing left in the tank, but you guys bring me back. It's a challenge. You guys challenge me. I appreciate it. Your reviews and your uh, feedback, your positive uh, uh, just input power the show and helps us stand out on on all these different platforms. You can leave reviews at Apple and, and I, I know what, that it takes time and I always appreciate when you guys have taken the time to... Uh, to share, to share your enthusiasm for the show, as Mr. Andrew Haunt did. Haunt, H-A-W-N-T. Andrew read, Hey man, loved the 90s episodes of our Observations. It took me back to my teens, eating up every title I could get my hands on. Thank you for reminding me of the Rub the Blood cover on Bloodstrike. This era was so much fun. You are my Jack Kirby, sir. I never got to draw comics, but did end up writing 31 scripts, for Femforce over at AC Comics cheers for the fun and the inspiration Femforce and, and, and AC Comics have been around since I was uh buying comics in the 80s so that that that's great Andrew Hunt thank you for sharing that with us thank you for enjoying the show and 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 enjoying that that uh revisit to the 90s again reaching out sharing those reviews are so important and I I just try and read them at the end of every show and I can never uh, express to you how much they tr- they truly do mean and fuel me so much. And and thanks again. And thank you for all the good words that you're putting out about Rob's observations. On social media, I love interacting with you. There are three primary places that I, I do that. And on Twitter, uh, I am at Robert Liefeld, the full name, R-O-B-E-R-T-L-I-E-F-E-L-D, at Robert Liefeld. I have a little blue check that Reappeared to to uh, certify that that it is that it is me you are talking to, not a, an imposter, But I love reading your replies, your comments, your DMs, uh, all the discussions that we have going on over there. Thank you so very much for following me and interacting with me over on Twitter, on Instagram. More of a photo diary, photo feed of what I'm eating, what I'm drawing, uh, who I'm with, my family, the stuff that I'm doing. Follow me on Instagram at Rob Liefeld. Another blue check uh, signifies that it is really me and not an imposter. So at Rob Liefeld on Instagram, I'm trying to load up sneak previews of of the work I'm doing and and just kind of the, the fun that I'm having. And if you want to share that ride with me, uh, check me out, Rob Liefeld at Rob Liefeld on Instagram. We have a killer group. It's a group on Facebook. The title of the group, name of the group is Rob Liefeld, Marvel Extreme and Beyond. Please join us. We are having such a good time over there. Uh, So many of these topics continue over there. Long form commentary. We have art contests, people sharing all sorts of thoughts, ideas, opinions. Please join us over on Rob Liefeld, Marvel Extreme and Beyond. It's a group on Facebook, myself or Terry Sala, S-A-L-E. I'm sorry, S-A-L-A. We're the administrators. We will click you on through. Uh, if you submit to be a part of the group so so check us out rob liefeld marvel extreme and beyond myself terry sala are your administrators that's that's how you will know that you are in the right place i have deadpool batter blood numbers three four and five coming out august september october i there, there have been like some extended times i mean like before i went to france issue four was in it was done that's June 18th, so I'm not sure why issue four is coming out. You know, as it, on September 20th, I'm not sure why a book I, I finished in May is coming out in August on August 30th. But I don't make the publishing schedule; I just make the material. I hope you check the material out. Deadpool, uh, Badder Blood, number three and four are really super fun. The most comic book comic books I've ever done. The emphasis is on fun, action. We build towards a big giant finale. In in Deadpool batter Blood number five, which will be about will be back out in October. So you got June and July, I had issues one and two, August three, September, four. We are there for you. We are there for you regularly. I I am so thankful that you were enjoying the work that myself, Chad Bowers, uh Jay Ramos are doing together. Uh just thank you for supporting that book. Be on the lookout. It is coming sooner than later. I want to preview so much of 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 deadpool batter blood three and four on my instagram my twitter but i'm holding back i want you to discover it and be surprised and i'm going to take that risk that all i'm going to show is the covers and try and hype you with that i just want to keep the interiors uh secret i I think we give away too much now nowadays in, in in today's marketplace i think we give away way too much just like movie trailers when we all say hey they showed us everything well I'm trying not to do that with these comics. So be on the lookout for that Deadpool Badder blood. three is out August 30th. Check it out at your store. Don't miss out. I thank you in advance for the support. I hope that you are doing as best as you possibly can, given the crazy conditions we live in your emotional health, your physical health, your spiritual, your mental, it's all extremely important. I advise you and I will continue to advise you. Take that step back. If you need it, take that break, catch your breath. Uh, summer is is fading get the last of this amazing uh summer long days it's about it's all about the long days i remember i started each and every summer i just tell you i just love summer because of the length of the days when i was in france the sun was going down at 10 30 at night 10 30 i know here in southern california it was probably 9 p.m but boy across the globe even later the 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 nights and uh, you know are shorter the days are so long but get out spend some time with some friends some family enjoy a comic book enjoy a candy bar enjoy ice cream enjoy your favorite pizza get on that recliner watch that show just take a break take some time for you and get off of the treadmill we're all on it we're just we're we're all on the treadmill of life and sometimes you just got to take a break and and just get that extra boost and i am praying for that extra boost for you fist bump boom i'm tapping you out right through this mic rooting for you hoping hoping that you are doing the very best and if you actually thought i wasn't going to mention a Reese's peanut butter uh big cup you are crazy i had one already today i may make it to i all they had was the pretzels one i mean come on what else are we going to put in these but the pretzels is good the potato chips pretty good um not not as big a fan of, of putting the Reese's Pieces in it. I don't need a Reese's product in my Reese's, but chips, pretzels, uh, what else we got? What else is coming? Is, is uh, you know, chicken bites? Are we, are, are we gonna, I can't imagine that's not going to taste fantastic. I'm not sure how that would preserve chicken bites and peanut butter coated in chocolate. Reese's Peanut Butter Big Cups. I'm here for your free advertisement. No, they don't pay. It's just my passion for the product, my whole entire life. Love Reese's, love their products, peanut butter and chocolate, two great tastes that taste great together. Yes, I have slipped into pitchman man mode and let's get out of here before I, I, I go too far. Please know that I will be back in front of this mic, uh, talking at you. And, and I, I very much hope that you'll be here. Come back and visit me because we will most certainly, absolutely, and inevitably talk again real soon.